Welcome to the Marketing and Other Markets podcast with me, Matt Muscat. This is a podcast for real estate industry professionals who are doers. Each episode will feature an interview with a top producer or someone who's doing things differently in an exciting way. For those who already know me or have read my books and blogs, my brand of marketing is tangible and repeatable because we don't all need to reinvent the wheel. In every episode, my promise to you is that you will leave with at least one tangible idea that you can execute on today. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Marketing and Other Markets podcast. Today, I am unbelievably excited to be interviewing Julie Aragon, a top performing $100 million plus mortgage loan officer in the Los Angeles area. Uh, I connected with Julie through her husband, who not surprisingly speaks incredibly uh, incredibly generously of her, but this, this loan officer has built up an incredible business and and has a brand voice and a way that she speaks to her customers and a way that she speaks on social media like nobody else. So Julie, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, you know, we, we like to keep this as a pretty quick and speedy podcast, but we always start with numbers and team size. So walk us through what was your what was your 2020 like and what was the year before that like volume wise and unit wise? Yeah, so in 20, 2020, we ended the year at 112 million, and that was 205 units. 2019, we went, uh, we were at 77 million, and the units that year, I want to say was 119. I need to pull up my sheet, but yeah, um, so we definitely did a lot more last year. You guys absolutely crushed it. I mean, there's very few people in the country that can say they did more than $100 million in business. So when we're talking about that hundred million, I know it looks different in all areas of the country, but what does your team size look like? I mean, it'd be great if you could close a hundred million on your own, but I'm assuming there were some rock stars behind the scenes that really helped you get there. Definitely. Definitely. So I have a loan partner, Mike, and um, he handles all of my pre-approvals, um, structuring loans, all the stuff so he can basically do everything I do. Um, and then I have Susie, who is our setup and client concierge, and then Monica is our processor. So okay. four, including me. That's awesome. I mean, it's great to run super lean. And I think it's especially important to remember for all the other loan officers and realtors out there that not every year is going to be 2020 in the real estate world. So having a lean team, there's there's really something to be said for that. Now, Julie, right. quick question for you. You know, I'm assuming you weren't just born, you know, a 70 to $100 million producer. What was your kind of how did you get started in mortgages and what were the first couple of years like? Yeah, so I got started at 20. I was in college and I had come home for a weekend and a girlfriend of mine was working for a realtor at the time. And so, and she said, well, you should become a loan officer. I never even heard the word before, um, but I knew I had a shopping habit that I needed to support. So I looked into it and yeah, I, I fell in love with the business really early on. Um, but the first few years, I would say, I mean, we, we I probably closed that 10 million um, for a long time. Then it crashed and had to rebuild. And, uh, for several years we were doing, I still say we, <laughs> I was doing about 30, uh, 30 to 40 million. Um, uh, but I, I couldn't get over that number. So, um, it's only in the last few years where I brought, uh, built a team that I was able to, to hit that. And what, I guess, what was the impetus for you building that team? Like, how did you decide like, Hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm a couple years in a row. I've been doing the same thing. I'm having fun. My, my shopping habit is being somewhat supported. Mm-hmm. But like, why did you decide to hire a team? And then what is that the main, the main factor that kind of fueled your growth? 
Yeah, well, meeting my husband helps because he came from corporate world. He has built teams and, you know, all over. And so he was the one who really helped with the interviewing process and, and building systems and, and all of that. So definitely could not have done any of it without him. Well, especially coming up to Valentine's Day, it's, it's probably a good thing that you gave him the credit <laughs> he deserves on, on the air. Well, Valentine's Day is my birthday. So actually, he owes it all to me. <laughs> that's, see, that's more like a traditional relationship. You give <laughs> one compliment and then you take two or three. I, I absolutely <laughs> love that. So walk me through the breakdown of your business. I mean, I, I don't think this would be a super interesting and relevant podcast if you were, you know, born a billionaire and you were just buying a million dollars worth of Zillow leads a year and then closing a bunch of business. What, where is your business coming from? So right now, about 50% of our business comes from online. And that could be from Yelp, from Google, um, just like organic, that kind of thing. Um, but from online. And the nice thing is a lot of those leads don't have realtors yet. So we get them first. And we're able to pre-approve them and make intros to real, you know, different realtors we work with. So um, that's been really great. And then um, the other source, about 30% of our business comes from realtors. Uh, and then the 20% are past clients. And I mean, that's, that's a base that's really unlike a lot of the other people we've had on the podcast so far. And what I think is really important for everyone out there to realize, realtors and, and lenders alike, is the fact that 20%, the lowest percentage of your business right now is past client business. You're a short 17 years into your career. Uh, that number is going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And the other numbers don't have to go down, but the percentage of PC business is going to continue to go up. So talk about having a really, really good base that can continue to grow up. Um, and I loved what you said about the fact that those online leads, the ones you've kind of gotten by reputation and a great website and a great social media presence alone, that then also fuels your real estate agent business because it gives you it gives you a referral to them. It gives them something of value. Mm-hmm. So in, term, yeah. in terms of like the, the stuff you're doing online, I mean, I think everybody would love to get more online business. But one of the things I think, I don't know if it's fair to say that anyone could do it because you have a brand and a brand voice unlike any other lender I've seen. And to be honest, like we're a pretty cocky mortgage company where I am. We think we think we're pretty cool. <laughs> Your brand voice is awesome. So kind of walk me through, you know, for anyone that hasn't checked it out, um, can you give us your domain name really quick so they could check out how you do things? Yeah, it's juliearagon.com. Okay. And kind of walk us through what your brand voice is, if you had to describe it, and kind of how you came up with it. Did you always have it? Kind of give us give us the story. Yeah. So I, about ten years ago, I I didn't want to meet people face to face anymore. And well, actually, I was planning to relocate to a different city, and I wanted a way where people could get to know me fairly quickly. And so I created a video. At the time, there weren't. I mean, now it's just like there's so many cool videos, but it was just an about me video. With a day in the life, I'm like at the bar, I'm just doing my thing, working from uh, a coffee shop. And so that really kind of create, uh, helped create the brand. And then from there, it was just like, how can I introduce it in everything we do with our social media, my copy, my, you know, the, the words on my website? How can I just give this like fun, not so stuffy message? Um, and so, yeah, it's just evolved over the years. I love that. So to give some people an example out there of what I'm talking about, her Instagram bio says LA mortgage expert. That's the most important part because it tells people what she does. And then it goes into the fun stuff. 
fueled by craft cocktails and carbs with a passion to get shit done, making dreams happen since 2002. So, I mean, your bio says clearly what you do. And then the next two sentences clearly say that you are fun and that, you know, you're someone that you would like to work with if you like cocktails and like to get stuff done. And mm-hmm. that you've been in the business since 2002, meaning you have some experience, like you, you know what you're doing. And I mean, mm-hmm. guys out there, to give you an example of some of the other ways that she's doing this, the first thing that I can see that you posted a couple of days ago was best of the burbs, right? So many realtors out there and so many lenders have all these neighborhood guides on their website, but they call it a neighborhood guide, which sounds like it makes me want to go to sleep. You're taking <laughs> right. content about the area you love, Manhattan Beach, Long Beach, all the areas you, you do business in, and you're just putting it in more of a fun brand voice. So kudos to you mm-hmm. on that. But I mean, kind of a note to everyone out there, like, Take the same boring content that everyone else is doing and just figure out a better way to describe it. Step one. Right. So, and that's what I had to do with my team too yeah. when they first, because a lot of them came from retail banks. And I said, no, when you write an email, write like you're talking to, you know, your BFF, your girl, like you talk to them in that language. Don't use these, you know, stuffy terms because, you know, we're creating a relationship. We want to, um, build trust and make them comfortable. You know, I want to know now, like if your credit's shitty, like, okay, let's work on it. But like, let's, um, I don't know, just don't, uh, build a relationship and, and talk like a person. Uh, talk like a person, build a relationship. Those are two things that I think everyone out there could take to the bank. But I think you, you glazed over a gem right there. I mean, you, you said that you train your staff on how you want them to talk to your own clients. And mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard that before. I, I think there's so many people out there, real estate agents and lenders who have these teams, right? You got these teams of people that can barely fog a mirror in some cases. Hopefully the good people out there have great teams of trusted and trained individuals. But how many people are really training their people on how to talk like them? Because at the end of the day, your brand is only as strong as the weakest link on the team and everyone needs to be rowing in the same direction. So I, I absolutely love that. Um, yeah. So... Tell me a little bit what, so you hired the right people and your business, your business grew. You said, you know, you were at 30 million for a really long time. And I think a lot of us get to that point and then it's hard to break through. You did it by Mm -hmm. hiring the right people, training them on the brand voice, and then figuring out how to continually grow your lead generation. But Mm -hmm. now that you're, now that you're there, I know when our, on our previous phone call, you mentioned to me you have some really cool, like you, you love on your clients, like you love on your past clients, your real estate agents, your business contacts more than a lot of people. Can you walk us through some of the things that you're, you're doing over there that might be replicable for others around the country? Yeah. So I think my love language must be small gifts because <laughs> I love giving shit away and it just makes me feel good. I mean, after almost 20 years, the business is, it gets like, uh, you know, draining, but we, how can we make it fun? So for us, like when we pre-approve a new buyer, Right away, we send out a book. It's called Tidy the Fuck Up. It's a Marie Kondo spoof. It's hilarious. I recommend everyone do And it's like $15. So we order that on Amazon. They get it within two days with a little note that says, you know, congrats on getting pre-approved. We hope this helps you prepare. And right away, it just sets the tone of like how we're going to treat them throughout the transaction. Um, when the loan's approved, same thing. 10 boxes, you know, moving boxes on Amazon with a little note, like congrats on getting pre-approved. Um, you know, have fun packing kind of thing. So we're constantly just sending them little gifts, letting them know that we're there for them, that we appreciate them. 
And it goes a long way. And, you know, we do holiday gifts, cocktails. We're always, um, I think we just sent some croissants to a house client who just referred us to a bunch of people this month. It's like, okay, who doesn't want croissants? Let's fill her up with butter. (laughs) Fill her up with butter. I think I haven't heard that exact quote on any of the past podcasts yet, but I think it uniquely fits your brand. I mean, what, one of the yeah. things I love about this is, you know, a lot of, I've heard lenders say before that they send a book or I've heard realtors say that they do a closing gift, but you're doing yours in a way that fits your brand, right? Like the, the tidy the F up book wouldn't fit every single person out there in their past clients, but it right. fits yours and you know, you know, your base, you don't have to worry about like offending one person. Cause you know that 99% of the people that are attracted to your brand in the first place are the ones that are going to be attracted to the things you do on the back end of that. Mm-hmm. So finally, you you kind of mentioned to me on the phone before that, you know, you have a couple of really cool technology pieces that you've been using that have really uh, given your buyers and seller, your buyers um, and your past clients a a kind of big advantage. So I know you mentioned HomeBot. I've used it also. I'm a huge fan of it. They're not a sponsor of this podcast, but can you kind of walk us through Mm -hmm. what you're doing with HomeBot and what value your, your peeps have gotten out of it? Yeah, so HomeBot's great. We have, um, you know, the connection. So once, so we use Jumbo for our CRM. Awesome. And, um, and so all clients go there after the transaction closes, they're automatically added to HomeBot. And, um, so that's how we stay in touch with, you know, the home values. And then when they want to raise their hand for a refire, you know, we're there for them. But, um, so that's how we use HomeBot. We also use Vidyard. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of Vidyard. Um, it's free. I think, um, we have like a, tiny uh i think they have a paid account that's like 200 bucks a month but generally it's free and you don't need even the paid account um but that's great because we use that for everything you know like when we're um when a realtor makes an offer for a buyer we're working with we always ask if we can please be cc'd because we're going to chime in on that reply with a personal video letting them know that client solid got all their info that they're gonna um you know purchases take priority around here that, you know, they're just going to be taken care of. So hopefully, you know, with all of these offers, we can try to eke out a little advantage and maybe they'll, they'll choose us. And so the realtors love that, but both, you know, the buyer's realtor and the listing agent. So we've been able to help get offers accepted by doing those videos. Also, Vidyard for like just anything, you know, screen sharing, showing people how to pull their EMD, just walking them through that. I love Vidyard. Well, it creates a more personal experience for, for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in a mortgage world and real estate world where so many people just try to do the automated thing, the easy thing. But if I hear the word set it and forget it, by the way, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to kill myself because right. marketing right. should Toronto not pill. be set it and forget it. It should be thought out and purposeful. Um, yeah. And I love, love that you're doing that with it. Another cool thing I think to remember is like when you're doing all of those things that give your buyer that, that slight advantage, that's going above and beyond. That's creating extra value. And I think a lot of consumers out there, they, they're not just looking for a lender, right? Like they, you know, they can go to a rocket loan. Like we can all go to a mm-hmm. rocket home loan. If we have perfect credit online, it's probably easy. Um, if you're buying a house, you can probably do an instant offer here or there. It's not going to be great, but it'll work. Um, but for a realtor or a lender to find those little things in their business that go just a little bit above and beyond what everybody else in their marketplace is doing, that's how to create that mm-hmm. memorable brand value that keeps customers and, you know, your real estate partners coming back. So absolutely love that. And I think that's something that everyone out there could do or really should be doing. So talk to me. The yeah. last one I know you mentioned to me is, is actually how I met you. So 
a tool called Block Party that as soon as I found out about it a couple couple months ago, I became obsessed with it. And it's I think it's really going to change the open house game. And I know you've been using it really well before COVID and you're excited to excited for some regulations to change in, in your state yeah. and others so that others can use it. So walk me through what that what that system's like. Yeah. And in full disclosure, uh, my husband founded the, the app, but um, what, when we first, uh, when he first joined me in the mortgage business, we were talking about, you know, like when I first started, I used to sit in open houses. Um, that was like one way to get business. You tell a realtor, you know, you can pre-approve their buyers. But, you know, after so many years, you realize you just, that just can't, you can't fail that. So the nice thing with Block Party is it's a digital open house app. So no more messy sign-in sheets and having to transcribe that at the end. Um, but then for the lender, you know, so a guest comes in, they fill out their information, they say they have mortgage questions, then I will get the lead and it'll go right into my CRM and I can do the follow-up. But the nice thing is I can have dozens of open houses happening at one time and I can be chilling at the beach. So, um, yeah, Block Party is a huge for us, especially as we're, you know, we know rates are going to go up. How can we support our realtors and take care of their leads so, you know, we can all have a sustainable business when rates aren't in the tooth? Yeah, because, I mean, we can't we can't count on this forever. We should all be hustling and getting as much of this business and helping as yeah. much of our clients kind of lower their payments right now. But it's not it's not it's not realistic to think that it's going to be there forever. So what you know, what tools do you have and what tools are out there ever in, in the in the podcast sphere that is going to help you get to that next level when the business isn't isn't as um, as easy as it is right now? Um, yeah. So, so far, I think you've already given people about 15 or 20 things that they could do to generate some business right now. Um, but I had one item on my notes from our call that we kind of didn't, we didn't cover yet. And that's, I need to dig in deeper on the online leads you're, you're getting. So I know you said 50% comes from online leads, but walk me yeah. through when, when they click on, you know, your website, what, what's happening that's then converting them into a lead. How many of them are just choosing to call from the website? How many are filling out a form? What's the flow there? Yeah. So when somebody comes in, like Yelp is probably our biggest lead source right now. And, you know, we pay a little money monthly for Yelp, but not very much. Um, Most of it is organic because we have so many leads for the the top search. Um, And so they'll come in, they'll either fill out an application or not an application. They'll send a message and then we'll send a, what is it? A message to book time with us or they'll go straight to our website. When they go there, they'll have a couple of different like pop-ups of, you know, find out what you qualify for and that'll take them to a short form where they'll submit their info and then it goes into Jingo and we have a whole automated process for that. Um, so yeah, I would say Yelp is probably the biggest of the online uh, re- uh, lead sources right now. Yeah, I know we use Google Business um, a ton and we, we probably get a couple hundred year, leads a year off that. And I think Everyone needs to remember, like, these sites are free in their base. They're reputational services that let your customers mm-hmm. simply leave a great review for you after they had a great a great experience. And, I mean, especially with the level of gifting and especially with the level of advantage that people like Julie, people like our company give, it makes getting a review an easy ask. Mm-hmm. And then these reviews become the base of your online business, which then fuel more business. So for anyone out there that's not actively collecting reviews with a defined strategy, you're absolutely insane. <laughs> I think you'd probably agree with that. Oh, totally. I'm so glad I started. I, I feel like 
about six years ago is when I really uh, became intentional about providing that um, or asking for a review. Right. And it kind of has to be part of the plan, right? Like I think there's so mm-hmm. many things in marketing and in your business that like people out there listening right now might be like, oh yeah, I get reviews. But like, do you get reviews or do you have an actual plan that happens every single time after closing that gets you that review? What's the process? Right. If, if you can't describe the process by how you ask for that, you're not doing it. Like you're just kind of passively waiting for, for it to happen. Uh, one of the One of the things we always say is that weak salespeople take what is given to them. Like, are you going to be a weak salesperson or are you going to go out there and get the review and do something systematized in order to, to kind of control your yeah. destiny? Um, so the last thing I was going to ask you is, you know, I know online leads are something that everybody wants, but there's some inherent challenges, right? I think the statistic is that the average realtor or lender closes 4% or less of online leads. You obviously have a system for getting these deals, cultivating them, closing them, developing a relationship. So my first question is how, like, what's the amount of time if I, if I go through your website or go through Yelp as an online lead for you? How quickly mm-hmm. am I going to get contacted by you? You'll be contacted within five minutes. You'll be contacted. Okay. Within five minutes. And I, I hope everyone out there is mm-hmm. listening to that because it sounds easy, but it's not. You need, a, you need a team that's all on the same page in order to do that. And you have to be committed to it. Um, I'm sure you've probably realized too, Julie, that these online leads probably have an expiration date. Like if you waited six hours to call, what would your success rate be? <laughs> right. Yeah. What is it speed to leave? Yeah, it goes way down. So Susie will call them. I mean, if it's business hours, Susie's getting on the phone with them immediately. If it's a Saturday or Sunday, then we have some automated stuff that happens. But we, we try to talk to them. You know, if it's not convenient, she'll book an appointment. Okay. And then what is like, what is that initial conversation like with an online lead? So I, you know, I, I put my name and my number into the system and then Susie calls me like, what is that initial conversation? Uh, How do you build that relationship? How do you suss me out? Or is there any other technology back there that's kind of supports that that initial lead capture or lead um, conversion? I mean, honestly, it's not that complicated. We do it like if we treat online leads, like we treat, you know, past client referrals. So we're, we have that same conversation asking what their needs are and how, you know, how we can help. I don't really have a, a process for specifically, you know, online leads. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's what makes it successful, right? Like you're not looking at these online mm-hmm. leads as a crappy lead source. You're not approaching yeah. that with a downtrodden mindset. I mean, it's crazy to me, all these agents and lenders out there that spend thousands and thousands of dollars a month on Zillow leads or realtor.com leads. And then when I ask them about them, they're like, oh, they suck, but you know what pays the bills? Well, yeah, they suck because your attitude towards them is that they suck and you're not putting the effort into it. You're not treating the customers the same. You're going into it with a jaded mindset. So I think what you said is is brilliant. You treat them the same as you would any other lead. And I think that's something that everybody should do out there. You know, a huge part of this part of this podcast is, you know, creating tangible action that people could do. If somewhere so if someone out there has a, you know, a mortgage referral or a real estate referral and they need, they need a great lender or realtor in, in uh, your area. How, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and what, what cities or counties do you represent? So we're licensed in California, Colorado, Florida, and Washington. So we can help in any of those states. And then, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, I would say go to my website or Instagram and, and shoot me a message. I'd love to connect. 
Awesome. Well, hey, I just want to tell you a huge, huge thank you for being part of our podcast today. You have a brand of voice you. like nobody else. And I hope everybody out there can take take away the idea that you need to have a specific voice that you speak to your customers in, that you post about on social that you post with on social media, and that you train your entire team on. It's I mean, it's it's the huge difference between, you know, 30 million and a hundred million dollars. So Julie, <laughs> thank you so much today. Thank you, Matt. Marketing in Other Markets is proudly sponsored by Treadstone Mortgage and today by Block Party, an open house app that every realtor and lender needs to check out today. For more actionable real estate marketing tips and tricks, check out my book, The Tangible Action Guide for Real Estate Marketing, available on Amazon. Interested in being on the show? Reach out to us via Instagram at mattmusket88. See you next time.